Hello, everybody. Thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of Walsh Wednesday, the Reflective Series. Greatly appreciate you guys checking in. We appreciate you coming back after our little break. Just needed a second to regroup and all that, as you all know. But I'm telling you, all the stuff that we have coming is going to be phenomenal. And starting off with some phenomenal guests, we have Jared Green. Jared, you are a musician. You are an actor. Been getting into voice work now, right? Or at least working with uh, TV shows, singing for them. Instead of me trying to put you into a box, how about you explain it to everybody? Say hello to the people, Jared. <laughs> hey, guys. How's it going? Thanks for having me, first of all, of course. So yes, my name is Jared. I'm mainly an actor, singer. I love musical theater. That's kind of been my thing for years. But yes, he did mention voice acting, which I've started um, just over the past year, really, because of COVID times. Um, I'm actually semi-grateful just a little bit for COVID, just a little bit. I don't want to say like a lot, but just a teeny bit, because it's given me the time to really explore things that I really always wanted to do, but never really had the time. So I finally was able to sort that. That was one of the things that I was able to sort in terms of finally getting a mic and figuring out digital audio workshop software, editing, mixing, and all that. So yeah, that's, that's kind of what I've been up to recently, though. No, that's the, one of the nice things about quarantine, this pandemic, the, the silver lining of it all. As right. long as you found yourself in a nice, safe place, it gave a lot of people the opportunity to go into things, to slow down and to get into things that they really were interested in, try new things, learn new things, and take things from new avenues and new opportunities. Kind of like this podcast, you know, we took advantage of the time. And what was once a video series that I released, you know, maybe five episodes at a time is now a weekly podcast because I, I had the opportunity. You got to take those little things when you have the chance. Exactly. So yeah, Jared, could you tell us about the first song that you're going to be uh, sharing with us today from Quantum Twilight, Beyond the Walls? If I have this correct, this is a band that you met online. They, uh, they're from the DC area and you just connected with them online? Yes, I met Greg. Uh, Greg's the main member of the band. He does the guitar and uh, drum tracking and everything. There's, uh, I haven't been in contact with the bassist, but there's a separate artist who does the bass for all of the songs. Yeah, this, I, I met Greg through Fiverr, which is something I've also started um, for the past couple of months, just kind of recording demos for people online. And I've made a decent amount of money off of doing that, which I've been... Like that was a whole side hustle I wish I knew about earlier. But anyways, yeah, so Greg, Greg Russell, go check him out, um, Quantum Twilight. Uh, this is the first single of an album that should be coming out in a few months, hopefully. I was just hired to be like sort of a session musician, vocalist for this album. And this first song is Beyond the Walls, which is inspired by the manga slash anime Attack on Titan, which if you haven't seen it or read it, please go check it out. It's peak fiction, let's be honest. It's a power metal song. I guess it, it's, it reminds me uh, definitely of like a Dragon Force type of sound. Also like a dream of mine to record a whole metal album, which is something I never thought I would say because it's like, ugh. Like, I can't sing stuff like that. I've always tried to sing stuff like this. It took me a while and a lot of training to eventually, <laughs> I guess, I, don't, I wouldn't call myself a tenor, a full-blown tenor, but like I've, it required a lot of trial and error to get to the point where I am today because I was like a bass baritone back in 2012. So 
things things can happen if you just keep keep at it. But this is yeah, this is the first single, and it's I think it's an awesome song. I think it's the chorus is just absolutely awesome, and it really it would be really awesome if everyone went to go check that out on YouTube as well, because Greg needs the momentum and the followers for Quantum Twilight because the whole album is going to be coming out, and we need those we need those views understandable let's try to hype it up everybody so for you guys to enjoy right now and the links will be in the description we have jared singing on quantum twilight's beyond the walls Thank you. 
obviously we'll get into this past year and we'll get into things in regards to COVID and what you've been doing recently, but let's rewind a little bit. Let's rewind and talk about your beginnings with music and theater and what inspired you to get into this career path. Oh gosh. Let's see. I, okay. There's definitely one thing that comes to mind immediately. It was something I started when I was like three or four years old. My parents made me try this thing called playground theater. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that program, it was, um, it was led as just a husband and wife team, musicians slash writers who brought all these kids together to do a show. Kids got to pick whatever characters they wanted to be and they would write a show and music for that show and that everyone would collaborate on and do together. And it was honestly something I'm even thinking of like bringing back hopefully over here since I'm in the UK now. It's probably something I'm I would love to share that with children who want to, you know, embrace their creativity and explore their, you know, imaginations and what the power of theater has to offer. But that that blew my mind and just that really stuck with me for years to, to this day. And the first character I ever got to play was Woody from Toy Story. And that was just amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> As you do, I guess, sometimes. Um, but yeah, that's that's the one thing that really stuck for me. And then, of course, after that, I went on to do choir and you know musicals and community theater, high school theater, and that kind of flourished and expanded and from there. But yeah, that's kind of where it all began for me. What were some of your favorite shows to be a part of growing up? Oh, boy. I know, loaded <laughs> question. <laughs> no, that's good, that's good. The one that always comes to mind for me... Um, I think it was one of the first musicals I probably listened to the original cast recording uh, was West Side Story. And that's finally re relevant again, because the new movie Steven Spielberg is finally coming out this winter, I think December, but I'm really looking forward to that. But it was that kind of music. It was uh, Leonard Bernstein's music, Stephen Sondheim's lyrics in the original movie for me that that was also a big part of my childhood and big part of my inspiration. And I got to do that show I've been in that show three times now, and it's every one of the times was just a super memorable experience, always like super cathartic and such a collaborative collaborative piece. And that's always the show I go back to when I want to stay inspired. You said you've done it three times now. Have you been doing it as different characters each time or have you actually played the same character each time? So the first time was community theater production, I think, in my sophomore year of high school back in Northampton, Mass. And I played Action, which is one of the Jet characters who gets to lead the song G, Officer Krupke, in Act 2. And he's probably my favorite character in the show, if I had to be honest. <laughs> he's definitely the most interesting, the most layered character in the show, in my opinion, uh, subjectively. But the other two times I got to do it in college, I went to New York uh, University, and I did it through a whole student-run production, which they got to do on the biggest stage at NYU, which is the Kimmel Center. Oh, my it's gosh. Probably, it's been so long since I've even seen the theater. I can't <laughs> um, But, yeah, I got to play Tony that time, which is the main character, the main male character, um, who gets to sing Something's Coming, Maria, Tonight, all the, all the bangers. Of course, he's a great character too, but action will always have 
my heart because he's just clearly the most interesting character. But then I got to play Tony again a third time or a second time, but the third production I was in on a uh, North American tour back in 2013 through 2014, I believe. And that was, I mean, it was a non-equity uh, tour and it was the first tour I've, I, I did and I've, I've done to this point. But it was, I, I will admit that that experience was very taxing, very difficult to do that show eight times a week and a lot of one-nighters waking up, going on the bus at 5 a.m., it's very tiring, but I'm very grateful for that experience. It taught me like a lot about myself and about being an actor and what it really takes. So yeah, I mean, I, that, and then the best thing about that experience is we, we got to end the run of our specific tour uh, in June, 2014 in a, a very famous theater in Washington, DC, where actually the original production of West Side Story had its Broadway tryout before transferring to Broadway. So we got to oh, end wow. that same theater where it originally opened, which was the coolest thing. Probably the coolest thing that I've done in my life, if I have to be honest. How that comes full circle, that's really, that's really outstanding. I, yeah, I, 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 I just can't believe that's how we got to end it, um, top it off. And uh, I'm just forever grateful for that. I, I just, it's, I can't believe it. So you talked about touring in regard to uh, this one musical. Uh, have you had the opportunity to do uh, tours for other musicals? Uh, I haven't toured other specific musicals, but I have done a couple of uh, cruise ship contracts, which is a bit different, but it is, it does, um, of course, involve a lot of traveling. Um, I've worked with uh, Celebrity Cruises as a production vocalist for a couple of years. Uh, I was probably going to do another contract until COVID hit, of course. Uh, I think they're about to start up again soon, so I'm hoping that I might get another contract soon, but we're keeping our fingers crossed for that. Uh, just to get back in the swing of things, I'd be that would be incredible. Yeah, that's, that's something I started in 2017, and uh, I think the last one I did was in 2019 at this point, but that was yeah that's that's another incredible experience i'm i wouldn't have traded for the world i mean i met my wife there uh on a contract which is why i moved to the uk so now i'm living in liverpool with my wife who i met through celebrity cruises uh and i ain't been, that beautiful yeah i know <laughs> uh yeah surprisingly there's a lot of international um relationships romances long distance relationships uh formed on cruise ships. Uh, I guess that's what happens when you bring people together from so many different countries. It's just like a, a lot going on, a lot going on on the ships uh, in terms of backgrounds and cultures, um, which is another awesome thing uh, truly, to be a part of. Truly, it's one of those things that uh, really, really goes with the mantra that music can break down barriers and music and entertainment are the universal languages. It just brings people together in a way yes. that very, uh, very few things can do. And mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. no, there's, so there's something magical to it. And uh, that's really, that's really awesome to hear about that. I feel like that segues into uh, another conversational topic I wanted to bring up with you. You mm -hmm. have just recently gotten married and you have just recently moved to the UK. Congratulations on both. Thank you. <laughs> but it's also been a very weird experience for you, uh, to say the least, because mm -hmm. a lot of this has happened 
during COVID. If you wouldn't mind, could you go into some of that for us? Yeah. So we got engaged in September 2019, and we were planning on getting married in the UK at some point. I had to end up applying for a marriage visitor visa, which would allow me to come here and actually you know, have the ceremony take place here properly, legally. So I applied for that, and we actually got that pretty quickly approved. And I was able to come over here and we had planned a just a ceremony because we wanted to have a separate, bigger wedding bash properly done. But it was COVID times were starting and we were kind of wary of that. So we kind of just want to do a low key ceremony to just get married so I could move over there and then we could plan the proper wedding. So that was going to be in April 2020. Of course, that ended up getting pushed back a couple of months, but we were able to get it in in July in Liverpool. So we were able to get properly legally married in July of last year. And then, and then of course, the spouse visa, we had to apply for that, which is a whole, whole other process. It's a bit of an arduous process. Very difficult, lots of paperwork. Um, <laughs> and it takes a couple of months at least. But mm. I finally got that approved in just like last month in April. So then I had to basically pack up my life and I wanted to get here, of course, as soon as possible because I hadn't seen Ellie, my wife, in a couple of months since January, which I visited for Christmas uh, last year. So I finally made it over here and I've only been here about almost two weeks now. And we're finally planning our proper wedding together. Things are really coming together with that. And I'm very excited because that's coming up in April of next year. And it's going to be on a sheep farm, which is a very beautiful, idyllic setting in the English countryside. I'm really excited about it. It's As kind of the be. perfect place for both of us. It's kind of our dream venue. Oh, that's so sweet. No, as you should be. That sounds really nice. And especially with all the hardships that has come through in this past year, <laughs> I feel like moments like those are needed and appreciated mm -hmm. beyond belief. Now that you guys are together, I, I, I bet it must be very nice, but you spent majority of a year, if not longer, separated from each other. And then it, it's one thing being in a long distance relationship during normal times, I've been mm -hmm. in them, mm -hmm. but it's a whole other thing to be in a long distance relationship during the pandemic. Yeah. What's that like for you guys? Well, we were blessed because we were lucky to basically visit each other on and off. Either I would come over to the UK or she would come visit me. I would either be in Florida or Maine because um, that's kind of my two home bases back in America. But yeah, it was like at least a couple of months between visits and there was a, a lot of quarantining required. So I've spent upwards to at least three, I mean, together probably our quarantine time was like three months plus. Um, so I had a lot of extra time to, <laughs> uh, read and record things. And because yeah, those two week quarantines can really get to you. Certainly it's <laughs> <laughs> one, one thing me personally being a musician actor in my own right as well, it's definitely been strenuous this past year, not having that interaction with crowds, just let alone your friends and family mm -hmm. and all that. So <sighs> It just being stuck in a room by yourself with only your thoughts is kind of terrifying at times. Oh, yes. Absolutely terrifying. Agreed. 
but some good things can still come out of it. And you talked about this earlier, talked about getting into recording and understanding mixing and getting into a few new things that you wouldn't have done Mm-hmm. If it weren't for everything shutting down and you slowing down and things along those lines. Yeah. Uh, one thing in particular that I've come to notice uh, was your musical Mondays, how you would constantly try to release something uh, on Mondays to various degrees of various genres. I love the eclectic mix of it all. Like you're not limiting yourself to just one thing and you've learned so much about the recording and mixing process. Could you tell everybody about just that journey that you have taken looking into new avenues during COVID? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I guess the first thing that I wanted to try was voice acting. So that's kind of why I initially wanted to get a mic and interface and a whole setup. So I kind of just, I had no experience in it at all. It's always something I wanted to try, but I, I, I never ventured out or, you know, tried. So I took some classes online. I got all the stuff I needed. I just started to do kind of projects through backstage to build up like credits i eventually did a couple of paid voice acting gigs i did two characters in an audio book and then i did a sort of an audio comedy drama sort of thing which is hopefully those will coming out they'll be coming out in the fall of this year I'm looking forward to those to hearing how that all came together but that was that has been a very fun and exciting adventure for sure to explore that sort of world which is its whole it's whole other thing it's its whole unique beast (laughs) separate from the musical theater world or anything like that but then I also wanted to keep up my singing chops while I was you know stuck in a room by myself for months at a time so I kind of made a promise to myself to try to release a full song cover uh, every week or release some kind of content and to try and try different genres along the way. I thought it was just going to be musical theater at first, but then that quickly turned into kind of a rock, like a little Aerosmith and some Muse, uh, and then sort of kind of like glam rock, uh, pop, and some kind of classic rock. Uh, I try, I've been trying a little bit of everything. It's, I, you know, not, not all of the genres are like particularly my strong suit or my forte or anything like that, but I've been, you know, trying my best to figure it out along the way, kind of expand beyond what I'm comfortable with, just push beyond my limits sort of in a way. And of course, along those lines, I've also had to figure out how to work digital software. And I've been just basically using GarageBand. I, I try to venture out into Pro Tools when I can. But that required a lot of research and <laughs> getting used to it. Um, There's a lot to just, it. Yes. <laughs> wow. Wow. It was overwhelming to say the least. But I, I'm very grateful to have had this time to do this. Um, and I, I'm still going strong with my Musical Monday covers. I've almost been doing it for a year now. I think I started in July of last year. So, yeah, I'm, I'm getting, getting there. About almost there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This uh, this whole experience with COVID and quarantining and all of that, being alone with your thoughts, like you said, I mean, it is like the silver lining is sort of being able to, I guess you could say it was a bit of like a therapeutic experience, a bit of time Amen. with yourself to figure things out and also try new things without like any 
judgment because it's just it's just you it's just you have to let your walls down in a way let the barriers that you put up for yourself just kind of take pieces of it down a little bit at a time so it's just yeah coming to terms with me my 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 me and my insecurities and it's kind of just working on that relationship with myself through all this beautifully said honestly it it opens up a whole new world when you can strip away those fears and insecurities and just having the time you know I feel like so many of us prior to everything shutting down we were all running at such intense speeds and expectations (laughs) were so high and now Mm -hmm. and then it just gave us a moment to breathe also if you were given the given the chance mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. some people uh, i know for yeah. sure we're not given that chance but for some of us you know right. we had a safe right. place to be and we didn't have to go out and we could just be with ourselves you know it, it, it was a uh, it had the potential to be a uh, really invigorating and transitional time period in in, in our lives mm-hmm. for sure I, I know you also had a chance to still try to quote unquote sort of perform. We met through an open mic through a mutual friend, mm-hmm. uh, Hannah Murphy. She put on this open mic where she was uh, raising money for various charities each time. And uh, so that's how we got to meet. And it was really cool because she brought people from all over the place that just like as you were saying with your cruises, how it brought people with all over the world and or whatever we also were able to that open mic was just one example of the many things going on that brought people together who probably otherwise would never have met each other right exactly have you had a chance to do anything else along those lines any uh online performances as well yes i've, I've done a i've done a couple of sort of different gigs a couple of various different things there was one gig in particular there was they were just trying to raise money for for actors, unemployed actors. And so, of course, they had a bunch of unemployed actors as the singers, performers on it. Um, but they were also raising money for like the Actors Fund, which is um, which is something that helps, you know, actors, especially in a time like this. It's like that's exactly what it's there for. I've been happy to do like so many different things. Like literally if someone asked me to perform anywhere at any time, I said, yes, Uh, any opportunity I wasn't going to turn down. I've kind of always tried to be that way. I've tried to be a yes man in terms of just accepting opportunities as they come at any point. So like the latest one I did was actually very interesting. It was a company that my friend works for and they were just doing a, a, a sort of a, a gala to celebrate all of the money they raised and their big sponsors. And I got to perform like a, a, like a seven song set of like classic rock and oh, jazz nice. songs. And that was the, the last, that was, I literally did that the night before I moved here. Oh my UK. gosh. <laughs> so that was about two weeks ago now. And that was pretty stressful because I was, my, I was packing up my life in the other room and I had to perform this via Zoom for, um, I don't know how many people were on there, like th- at least 30 something people over Zoom that I'd never met or seen before. But that was really, really fun because I, that's like the first time I got to do like fully perform things full out for like but at the same time I was like really excited to have an audience full of strangers yes. to <laughs> experience myself like 
learning. It's basically like learning how to ride a bicycle again. That's kind of what I felt like how my experience went with that. I had a I had a blast with that. There were a couple of other things I've done, you know, the past year, but that one fun. I mean, anytime you get to sing Take On Me by Aha is oh, it's, it's a fun time, you know. Beautiful song. <laughs> oh. Gets me going every time. I got Oh, yes. Got a few friends every uh, from high school. Every time we uh, meet up, we have a playlist that's like one of the first ones on it. We just all start rocking out in the car. <laughs> it's one of the best I, songs. Oh, it hypes so me up. Smack. Oh my god, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Love it. And especially if you have the pipes to hit those high notes, is like by all means go for it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a tough sing if you're doing the whole song and you don't even realize it. Like, of course, you're doing it in the car is one thing, but then oh, you're like, yeah, a car performance is nothing compared to like right. really trying to do it professionally. Right. Yeah. It was like, oh, this is a whole other yeah, a whole other ball game now. But yeah, no, no, no. I mean, it's definitely something I would love to yeah sing all the time if I could. It's just one of those songs. Oh yeah. So, Jared, could you tell us a little bit about the second song that you're going to be showing us today? This is kind of going back to, you know, golden age musicals and mm-hmm. things along those lines. And this is just a beautiful song. It, it, this song in particular actually holds a very special place in my heart, um, a particular uh, circumstance, event, and it means a lot to me. So when you said that you were going to share this song, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be beautiful. If I Loved You from Carousel, could you tell us, uh, tell us about your rendition and why you chose it? Yeah, I, it's just one of those, uh, one of the most iconic, memorable Golden Age musical theater songs of all time. It's Rodgers and Hammerstein, of course, one of the best writing duos of all time, I think. Of course, they have those shows like The King and I, Oklahoma, and of course, South Pacific, and then th- this one, Carousel. And this is a beautiful duet song pretty early on in the show with Billy Bigelow, male main lead character. Uh, and he sings this with Julie, and it's just it's it's a tough it's a tough song to really analyze because it's it's like it, it's a love song, but it's also not because it's like that tentative. Oh yeah, if if I loved you, it's always finishing with the if because like, it's it's a hypothetical. It's like you know, it's not true. It's not real. I'm not actually expressing my emotions correctly. Um, it's kind of how people bottle in their emotions in a way and don't express it in a healthy manner. Um, but they just, they express it in other ways. And this is just like one of those examples of like kind of brilliant writing because these are characters that are in love and do go on to be in love. It's just like the initial moment of wanting to express that, but can't. Of course, for Billy, it's that sort of toxic masculinity thing that's kind of putting up the wall for him but it is just a gorgeous song it's if you take away the ifs then it just becomes just uh just overwhelmingly beautiful and it's just something i've always wanted to sing and for some reason i never did and i wanted to give it the time that it deserved and i gave it a shot myself and I'm certainly glad that you did. This is a wonderful rendition of a wonderful song. And I think everybody out there is really going to enjoy this. So for you guys to enjoy right now, we have Jared's rendition of If I Loved You from the musical Carousel. But somehow I can see Just exactly how I'd be If I loved 
been talking about uh, brings to mind two questions. Uh, the first one in particular about trying new things and adapting. And mm-hmm. I wanted to get your take on how you see it as beneficial that actors and musicians can't just rely on one thing, how it's good to be versed and try to understand as much as possible and not try to limit oneself. The second thing I wanted to bring up, and I can remind you on these questions in a second if you, if I confuse you, I apologize. <laughs> oh, no worries. Uh, and the second one is in regards to your take on, you know, just as actors and musicians have to be adaptable in what they know, but also in the performances, you are literally packing up your life in the other room and then had to put on this big performance for a, a charity gala. It, it, just how the emotions that run through us, we're all humans, we're all human beings, we have things, but then you have to channel something else inside yourself in order to put on the show and talk about, uh, I, I wanted to hear what you thought and felt about that process of constantly having to do that every time there's a performance. Yeah. Yeah. I will. Uh, I'll speak to your first question there. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people, a lot of performers, they kind of have tunnel vision sometimes when it comes to what their goals are and they they don't allow themselves to like broaden their perspective on the possibilities of what they can really truly accomplish if they're willing to just branch out and try new things i i mean i can own up to saying that's what i was that's what i like a lot of the time and it wasn't until i had this time to myself to really commit to doing something like that risking failure and you know it's it's a it's a everything comes with a learning curve but it's just it's allowing yourself to even start that learning curve to embrace that um it's tough because i i I understand where a lot of people come from in terms of wanting to feel safe 
what they're comfortable with doing, you know, all day, all the time, 24 seven. But I mean, there's still so much more I want to try now, now that I'm getting into some of these things that I have kind of dipped my toe in. Definitely something that people need to be open to trying because I know so many talented people that do one thing so well, and I know they could really just knock it out of the park in so many other different various ways when it comes to not just like music or, but they could also be amazing at writing or so many different instruments um, and then like voice acting or composing, everything There's just, there's just so much, um, so much to try, but you know, of course nothing has to be perfect. It's just, it's just a willingness to yes. branch out and do it. Uh, even if you just keep it to yourself, it doesn't have to, you know, not all art has to be something you display to the public for criticism. Yes. It can just be something to keep for yourself, which I've been trying really hard <laughs> to teach myself and to get to that point. But I'm, I'm getting there slowly, one step at a time. But it's, it's all a process. And uh, yeah. it's, it's a good thing to be to acknowledge it, uh, acknowledge mm-hmm. it and to be willing and uh, exactly. I give you a lot of credit for it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's it's there's so much more work to be done. But yes, it's 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 the process. It's a never ending process. But I am finally, you know, making the progress that I never thought I would. So that's always something to be grateful for. All too. Yeah. Um, and in terms of the second question there, and sort of the uh, <laughs> how uh, performing life is kind of always a balancing act. Amen. Uh, <laughs> it's. Um, I guess there's something, there has to be a way to separate your love of the arts and being a performer and how you basically associate yourself with that, that like, if you want to call it, yeah, an occupation, like, and then of course, everything else in your life, everything separate from that. Um, The funny thing is, there was a movie that came out recently last year that just won the oscar for best animated feature this movie soul of course it's about this guy joe who's a a jazz pianist and it's he's got this he's of course he's a a middle school band teacher as well but he's just it's this dream that he's always had he wanted to make it big and when he finally does of course spoilers in the movie i don't want to if anyone hasn't watched it go watch it soul it's pixar disney pixar it's incredible it actually like changed my perspective on life um it's just not not a kid's movie it is not a kid it's not no it really isn't a kid's movie it really is Um, not oh my god i remember sitting down to watch and it's like oh my gosh this is deep it's 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 very deep. It's very it's very necessary. Um, yes. Essential viewing, I think, for anyone, because I think as a Pixar movie, it's it 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 doesn't really, it doesn't really belong with any other Pixar movie that comes to mind. It's kind of its own thing. I agree. Um, but that movie, it's just this guy. He achieves the success that he wants and he craves in his whole life, and it's like oh that's that's what that feels like that's it <laughs> and then and then there's this whole uh relationship we has with this this soul who doesn't want to become human because she doesn't know like doesn't buy into this whole purpose of life thing but then when she finally experiences it a little bit and just the, even the joy of like seeing certain things or walking or like what your spark is it's like i it, the important thing that that movie really 
did for me was just um, seeing the difference between separating yourself from your dream and then what other joys life can bring you. And you're not just depending on that one thing to bring you all the comfort and joy that you need from life because there's so much more out there that can just be tiny little things of course for me it's literally just like taking walks with my headphones in during the sunset um it's like stuff like that that's the real purpose of life is just finding whatever those little things are for you and of course of course there's so much love and incredible cathartic things you can find through experiencing and doing art but you can't depend on that at all times and that can't be your complete identity because sometimes it just won't be enough and there are so many other things you can find along the way to kind of keep you afloat and keep you keep your heart happy and your spirit alive I really appreciate that analogy that honestly, it was a phenomenal movie. And I love how you connected that into your answer and your beliefs. And I believe what you just said there is something that a lot of people, creators, uh, anybody, anybody in an occupation to yeah, really find that balance in one's life. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was something that a lot of people, myself included, needed to really evaluate when the pandemic hit. And then as things are amping back up, trying not to get lost in it all again, because I feel like that's, it's extremely easy to do. Very wise what you just said. So I really appreciate that answer. Thank you very much. I mean, the movie, the movie says it all. It's all there. It's just, that's, everyone needs to go see it. I'm sorry if if you, if I spoiled it for you, but... (laughs) It's uh there's there's a lot to it for you guys to still understand and to get and there's there's enough that he has hasn't spoiled. So I'm I'm telling you, whether you're an artist creator or not, it's a must watch mm-hmm. just for understanding of life and to yeah. enjoy it. It's a movie for every adult yes. to cherish because it, it yeah, it it changed it changed how I viewed things in in like the tiniest way at first, but then it was the se- I had to watch the movie a second time, and that's when it really, really hit me. And I was a, a mess. I was weeping because I think I've seen it about three times. Yeah, I need to see it again. But yeah. it really, yeah, the the second viewing I needed to really kind of put it all together for myself. But yeah, understandable. It, ugh, <laughs> beautiful. Very, very cool. Love that. Moving ahead to another uh, conversational topic, another opportunity that you've had during this uh, pandemic somewhat recently and a fantastic one, nonetheless. And I, it's really cool when I heard that you post about it online. You just recently sang the theme song to a new television show, a kid's television show, which is something that, if I remember reading this correctly, was a dream of yours to hopefully do one day. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Tell us about that. Tell us about the show Robo's, Robo Zeta, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, Robo Zeta. Yeah. So I was one of those kids, of course, one of those millions of kids who watched the Pokemon show oh, when course. I was a kid, and there was just one of the most amazing theme songs ever, I believe. But that song, the Pokemon theme song, yes, or yes, uh, it. it, it 
that, I mean, as silly as it is, was something that always kind of inspired me. It's just like the, the, he, I don't know the name of the vocalist. I can't remember his name right now, but he sang it with such gusto and just so much energy. And there's just, it was just, oh my gosh, as a kid, I was just so amped up. Jason um, Page. His that's Jason Page. That's the one, Jason Page. Yes, yes, rock star. Ever since hearing that, it was just like, oh my God, I want to be the next Jason Page. Or you want to be the very best? Like yeah. no one ever was? <laughs> yeah, you got, you got me. You got me there. <laughs> Darn it. I knew, uh, missed opportunity, but I'm glad you, glad you did that. I caught um, it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Jason Page's vocals on that song, it, it made me want to do what he did. Um, and then this opportunity showed up, which it, it was a very interesting audition process because it was all done through TikTok, which is, of course, the, the hottest new social media app that everyone has been picking up since the pandemic started, it seems. Everyone's got a TikTok now. It's something I would just scroll through to waste time, but I found this opportunity. Uh, there's this woman named Brittany Taylor just started a new company called Saturday Morning TV where she takes different cartoons from different countries and kind of dubs them into English. Uh, and she's amazing. And uh, you need to go check out Saturday Morning TV. If you haven't, it's just on YouTube. That's where the first episode of RoboZeta is right now. But we're hoping that if we get a certain amount of views, uh, that it will eventually be picked up by a network. Of course, that's the dream. The whole cast and Brittany uh, were kind of working to make that happen day to day. I was able to audition through TikTok. So you just, you would post your 60 second or less clip uh, and tag Saturday Morning TV through there. I even auditioned for some of the characters as well, but somehow I ended up getting the theme song vocalist through auditioning through there. She was able to tell me that I got the job um, and surprised me over Zoom where the other cast members just popped up out of nowhere. And it was just the strangest, happiest i've yeah i felt in a while, while. there's a, a euphoric rush because it was just it was uh like a surprise and like getting to be that jason page singer that i always wanted to be and the song is also just a total jam really but is it's a good song and there will be links in the description so you guys don't have to go uh searching too hard it's so good but like the show robozeta itself of course is more oriented for kids but it, if, it's definitely very much inspired by Power Rangers. And the characters are great. I love especially the villains. I think the villains are fantastic on that show. Yeah, I, it, it would mean the world to me and the cast and to Brittany if everyone were to go check it out on YouTube. We're still trying to, still trying to keep that going, keep that train running, get up the views, the view count on the video there. But it's just called RoboZeta versus the Trash Monster. So we're hoping somewhere down the line it will have a bigger, brighter future. And, but for now, it's just, it's just on there. Very, very cool. And you guys should check that out. We'll have the link in the description for you. So you can just click and you can watch and you can share it and you can help this out because I, I'll admit I haven't checked out the episode yet, but I have heard the song at the very least from what you posted. And it sounds phenomenal. And yeah, you really do hone in on your inner Jason Page. So no, <laughs> great, great stuff. So you guys should check it out. Y'all should support it. And it's just 
it's a great ride. So you might as well mm-hmm. take the ride with them. <laughs> so, Jared, could you tell us about the third song that you're going to be showing us? This is a more contemporary theater piece um, from a wonderful musical. Uh, it was originally a cartoon turned into the musical. This is uh, from Anastasia, My Petersburg. Yeah, so I was a huge fan of the Anastasia animated movie back in the 90s, I believe. It's always one of those movies that I, I, I go back to and it still holds up to this day. And I guess now that Disney owns 20th Century Fox who made the movie originally, I guess Anastasia can be considered a Disney princess now. There you uh, go. A lot of people thought it was Disney to begin with, but I guess now, now it officially is in a way. <laughs> um, it's so strange. Disney, wow. Disney's going to own everything someday, but... Disney's going to own this podcast one day. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, But this song was not in that movie originally. This is only a song that was introduced in the stage version of Anastasia that only happened a few years ago, I think. I think it had an out-of-state tryout in Connecticut first before going to Broadway. Yeah, yeah. And this is sung by the Dimitri character. I believe was voiced by John Cusack in the movie, if I'm yes. correct. But this song is sort of how Dimitri grew up in Petersburg and how he sort of sees and experiences his his home in a way, how he, even if most things or some things for him were never perfect, it's just the freedom he had to explore Petersburg and what it meant to him and it's it's sort of his way of saying goodbye because he's about to leave as well. Um, but he's trying to show Anastasia his home and what it means to him before he leaves it all behind. And it's just, it's a, it's a beautiful song about appreciating your childhood and your home and how it holds a special place in your heart. But, and it's also just one of, it's just a great, contemporary musical theater tenor song as well uh some that some would say that it's maybe overdone now but it's i never got to sing it until i tried it for musical monday so i had to throw my hat into the ring and give it a shot as well um but yeah i it's it's definitely uh definitely a musical that people should check out if they haven't the the broadway version and of course if you haven't seen the, the animated version i i don't know i don't know how to help you 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 need to you need to watch that now so I agree. No, both both very, very good. And especially you should check out this performance because this is very, very good as well. So this is uh, My Petersburg from Anastasia, sang by Jared. I grew up on the slide In the gutters and the streets of Petersburg Just a kid on the fly Getting good at getting by in Petersburg I've bartered for a blanket, stolen for my bread Learned to take my chances and use my head A Russian rat is clever, clever or he ends up dead Boils down to there are some who survive Some who don't, some give up, some give in Me, I won't, black and blue, welcome to my Petersburg Standing here you can see 
From the spires to the piers of Petersburg I'd be down on that quay Selling stolen souvenirs of Petersburg The palace is above and alleyways below Funny when a city is all you know How even when you hate it Something in you loves it so that's where I learned my stuff In some rough company There's a boy growing up Who was me All I've been, all I'll be We can do what we're told We can go where we're led But I learned from my father To see what's ahead Nothing here to hold me No one that I owe Funny how a boy can grow Funny how a city to go boils down to there are some who have walls yet to climb you and I on the fly just in time but tonight there's a sky and quite a view welcome to my Peter's Jared, I just got to say thank you so much for coming on, telling us about your experiences, telling us about your perspectives. All of it is greatly appreciated. For those listening out there, where should they check you out? Where should they continue to follow you and get all this kind of great content? Or if they want to hire you? Let's see. I mean, the best place to find me, if you just if you want to just search uh, Jared Byron Green, uh, even on Google, I have the website, jaredbyrongreen.com. My, all my information should be on there. And of course, I have a YouTube page and I am working on Fiverr. If you would like to hire me through there, that would be awesome. I'm looking all the time to collaborate with people on there. Very, very cool. No, that's all very good. And just so you guys, again, don't have to be searching all over the place. That will also be included in the description of this podcast. Jared, before we sign off, is there any final words that you want to say to any individuals, creators, people out there who have just, I don't know, still kind of looking for their thing, especially throughout this pandemic? Any words of wisdom for them? I think at the end of the day, if you've tried your hardest and you've put your heart 100% into something, you, sometimes you just need to take a step back, give yourself a break, blow off some steam doing something else. Just it's 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 going back to that movie Soul. It's 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 sort of being able to separate yourself from your artistic endeavors and everything else life has to offer. It's it's just being able to approach your art and then move away from it and just letting it be and not sitting in that. It's just appreciating yourself for the effort you put in and then removing yourself from that so you can experience happiness somewhere else. Amen to all that, definitely. In the end, you're not your work. It's a part of you, but it's not all of you. Mm -hmm. And no, that's, some, that's a huge message for anybody out there. Jared, again, thank you so much for coming on. Again, check out everything in the description. Share everything everything it's all worth it because it's all phenomenal work 
Jared, again, thank you so much for coming on and uh, glad that we were able to make it work with all the uh, time zones, transitions and all that. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much, Connor. This has been a blast. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> all right, everybody. For Jared and I, I'm Connor Walsh, and I'm glad we got to spend some time.